All right, let's do this. Welcome back to another Sports Fix with me, Ben Cullen. We're going to start this week with where we left off last week, and that was with Brady versus Breeze. You would have been a fool to bet against him. His playoff record is like no other. Tom Brady stayed on course for a seventh Super Bowl success as his Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat Drew Breeze's New Orleans Saints. The score finished up 30-20 in a hard-fought playoff game. In the battle between the best-ever quarterbacks, Brady threw two touchdown passes and scored one himself. Unfortunately, Breeze didn't have his best afternoon in what may have been his last NFL game. Brady and the Bucks, however, will match up against Green Bay this coming Sunday. There are not many things as exciting in sport as a Conor McGregor fight week. The notorious one brings an element of electricity to MMA that simply no one else does. And after a year since his last bout, the world is waiting for his return to the octagon again this weekend. The UFC is currently parked up in Abu Dhabi on Fight Island, and UFC 257 is just a few days away. The lightweight division is on show as both the main event and co-main event are 155-pound matchups. The co-main event between Dan Hooker and Michael Chandler is also of great excitement. It will be Chandler's first fight since leaving Bellator and signing for the UFC. Following that will be number two ranked Dustin Poirier versus number four ranked Conor McGregor, which will no doubt bring huge pay-per-view numbers for the company. There is a lot at stake for the lightweight contenders this weekend, as the current lightweight champion, Khabib Namagomedov, has said he will consider coming out of retirement if he sees something spectacular. On Monday night, for the first time in his Barcelona career, Lionel Messi was given a red card. And in truth, it was deserved. In the final minute of extra time, a Bilbao midfielder attempted to block off Messi's run and the Argentine reacted with a swing of his right arm. It didn't catch cleanly, but it was enough to send his opponent to the turf as he made most of the contact. Barcelona suffered a 3-2 extra time defeat to Athletic Bilbao in the Spanish Super Cup final. With his side twice squandering the lead over the course of the match, Messi's frustrations clearly boiled over in the game's closing moments. And to end on a numerous note, following the match, images surfaced online of Messi sarcastically checking the injured player's pulse to see if he was still alive. All right, I am very delighted to welcome Philip Chan to the studio. Philip is a professional football player for Southern here in Hong Kong, and he's also represented the Hong Kong national team twice. Welcome to Sports Fix, Philip. Hey, hey, um, hey, Ben. I'm I'm really, really happy you invited me here for this talk, and um, I'll, I'll I'll give my very best for it. Yeah. Good man. We're excited to have you. Before we get into your story, we'd like to do a little bit of quick fire to cast judgment on you. Okay. So answer as fast as you can. It's nothing too heavy. All right. Who is your favorite retired footballer of all time? Ronaldinho. Oh yes, nice. Favorite current player? Current player Messi. Okay. Um, which team do you support? I support Man U. Manchester United. Um, favorite competition slash league in football? One that I will never be in, Champions League. Okay. Uh, what is your pre-game meal? Pre-game meal would be uh, very, very Chinese rice. A lot of rice. Good man. What is your best attribute as a footballer? What are you best at? My attribute would be my um, my ball control and my 
Uh, my anticipation. Okay, good man. And what is the worst part about football? Oh, too many. Um, Just pick one. Pick one, fitness. Fitness. <laughs> good stuff. Philip, can you give us a brief rundown of how you got here today, your journey into football as a child, maybe some influences, um, and then you told me you spent some time away for a year, yeah. and your, your journey to professional football. As a kid, I always, uh, you know, every kid has had a, had a preferred spot, right? So I, um, I picked up football when I was in, um, probably in primary or in kindergarten. I, don't, I actually don't even remember the first time I was given a ball. Yeah. And um, that grew on me, grew on me until my teenage years, and um, uh, my family um, clearly saw a uh, potential in me, and um, I was given an opportunity to go to Brazil for um, for training with the youth teams of a um, of a team called Grêmio, which is on a which is a pretty decent team in Brazil. And um, yeah, that really that really that was um, supported by my dad, who was a jockey, a pretty well pretty well known jockey, a champion jockey, um, uh, thirty years ago. So. He gave me the incentive. He gave me the motivation to do, to to explore my uh, my my talent in football, which was not a lot, but um, you know he he gave me a lot. Of, yeah, he he guided me that way, and um, from then uh, I spent a year there. Uh, I learned a lot there. I, um, I I was I was very lucky. I I had the opportunity to you know to really take a look at what real football is like. So I never, I, I've been in Hong Kong my whole life and that year really just opened my eyes and uh, after that I came back, I, uh, it, it was really hard for me when I was 14 to live in, you know, to live miles away, thousands of miles away alone in, um, uh, in Brazil and I came home. Uh, I went back to school, I joined a, a local team which um, we had the, um, you know, we had the idea of going to, um, from the third division to the to the top division, and uh, at the end we actually managed to do it after four years. Um, so when I was 19, I I we uh, we brought the team to the first division and we started to um, build a name for ourselves. After that, a few years after that, I left. Uh, I wanted to explore other opportunities. I played for uh, teams like uh, Eastern and South China. You know, um, some of the more you know more the bigger teams in, the, in in Hong Kong uh when I went in a little journey of my own I rejoined that childhood team when I was um 26 and um that year when when we when we all got back together uh, that that reunion uh we won we we finally managed to win the league amazing after, yeah after so like, good after like eight nine years separating yeah I mean that was one of the best years of my career and after that, um, uh, everyone took their own way again, and uh, I went on to play for a, a really good team, actually, a really good team, a really good um, owner, really good football team in, uh, called Southern, uh, which, I, which, which is where I am now. So that was the journey. Oh. And, yeah. Awesome, man. I'm keen to hear a little bit more on your, your time in Brazil. What, um, what sort of facilities were you playing out of? Was it, um, you see lots of footage of Brazil and it's sort of like lots of street football. What was your experience like? Yeah, I mean, that, that's the um, stereotype, but um, it, it, it was not exactly like that. They had a proper, you know, proper facilities, proper training pitches and all. They, they, you know, you know, you know you are, you're given the image of people playing with a, um, with a Coca-Cola can on the, on, the, on the end of the street, on the corner of the street. Uh, 
and then they turn out to be like a Ronaldo or something, but that that don't happen there. Thanks for joining us today, Philip. We look forward to hearing more of your story next week. Hong Kong, are you ready? This is the hottest ticket in the world right now. What I would do to be on a plane to Abu Dhabi this coming weekend. My hottest ticket in the world, of course, is UFC 257. I'm so excited to watch Conor McGregor walk out to his usual biggie entrance music and then put on a show for the MMA fans worldwide. That's it from me, team. I'll see you for your sports fix next week.